Gate 14 podcast and Boba Shet might be uh Boba Shet and the Toronto Blue Jays hate each other. That's that's I don't know what other way to say it. JR isn't here. If you could if you're watching the stream, he's working, working man. Credit to him. Couldn't be me. Uh Avery, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. Uh yeah, Bo Bo hates the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays seem to hate Bo. So a little interesting predicament we have going on for the second straight offseason between those two. But uh no, yeah, Jer. I mean, back in the early days of this thing, Jer was usually a no-show. Like, we couldn't get Jer. We didn't know if he was coming on. And then a couple good months of Jer showing up, and we're just back to the basics again. Yeah, he just he got cocky. He got cocky. He saw the ball going through the hoop a lot. He started shooting from everywhere. And now he's just – now he's he got cocky again. He's not on. But that's fine. But I wanted to go into that Boba Shett stuff because a lot of people are saying, I'm not looking that much into it, all this, all that. What do you mean you're not looking that much? Like, if the Jays wanted him to be happy like they did with Vladdy, they would have they would have said, all right, 7.5, sure. The Jays and Vladdy came to an agreement pretty fucking quick, right? Like, I, I think he's gone. I think he's as good as gone. Is that crazy to say? I don't know. I, it's a weird predicament. So for my angle on this, one, again, second straight offseason where they've been different. He said last offseason he thinks he's a special case like the arb stuff isn't for him and he thinks he should be making more than what they can offer whatever it is so that's that's a problem first of all second of all i don't think he gets kind of the love he deserves if we've said it here before like if we have to choose gun to our head you're keeping vlad you're keeping bow i think most people in the city are gonna say you're keeping vlad right so yeah a guy who probably thinks he's second fiddle the jays are taking care of vlad and seem they don't think they're taking care of him for me i think he's it feels like he's good as gone again. We don't get many sound bites from Bo that, that aren't like yeah. kind of zipped up from the media and all that stuff. So it's a little bit different, but from everything that's gone on it, the relationship off the field, um, some team's going to make him feel wanted, I guess, if that's what he wants. Yeah. He is going to give yeah. him the money when he gets that opportunity to make a bunch of money. So for me, it's yeah, it's, <laughs> it, you can't have the front office and your agent just, getting shit on each other all the time. Like, it's just not going to work out. Like, this is my thing, right? And if I'm going to the table and Vladdy wants whatever Vladdy gets, obviously. I mean, let's compare the let's compare the recognizable, like, monuments that they... Vladdy came second in MVP voting. Vladdy is a gold glover. Vladdy, Vladdy is a silver slugger. Vladdy is a multiple-time uh, all-star. Bo Bichette doesn't have a gold glove. He doesn't have a silver slugger award. And he's been in the all-star game once in his career. So from a, I know you could probably the stat nerds and all that shit could bring me all these analytics and random and weird shit that why Bo should get paid. But 7.5 million is more than what Carlos Correa got in his arb is more than what Trey Turner got when he went through arbitration. So Bo Bichette is, is saying pretty much he's better than Trey Turner and Carlos Correa. And he deserves more than what they got when they're with through their arbitration processes. So that is just one, in my opinion, not to me, it's delusional. And two, it's like, I, I just, I, I don't understand. Like what, what the fuck is going on here? I think, um, so I was reading someone's tweet. I forget who it was, sorry, who forever it was, but they're more famous than we are already. Um, saying that the baseball portion of ARB isn't as nasty as like the hockey version of it is. Yeah. So when they go through it, it's not as much like, Hey, you guys do all this wrong. That's why we shouldn't pay you the money. Like the hockey is, I believe. I've heard it is though. Okay. That's what... So 
maybe I could be wrong. I read it and I was, I was kind of interested. They just, they know the front office, they go through their practices. They know what they have to check off for guys in our, that type of thing. So maybe that makes things a little bit better, but if every year, like if every year you're fighting on your contract, when it comes to free agency, when it's time for him to leave, what makes him want to negotiate again? If, if he loses in these ARB cases, he doesn't make the money that he wants. Like they filed two and a half million different, right? Yeah. Like Jades were at five. He was seven and a half. If they just do that all those years, there's no goodwill when it goes to negotiating an extension or negotiating a t- contract when it comes to free agency. So he's gone. No, he, he, this is, you don't fight. You don't fight like in contract talk and do all this stuff every single year. And you sign back like that just doesn't happen. That don't like, well, Bo and the Jays front office is that toxic couple that know that they can't do any better than what they have. So they just stick with each other. And then when it's time to cut ties down the road, when it's really toxic, they just cut ties. That's what Bo and Vla- that's what the Vladdy and the Blue Jays are. Because Vla- Bo knows if he signs with the team for a lot of money, it might not be a contender, right? It might. He's not going to have that much protection in the lineup that he has with the Toronto Blue Jays. He's not going to be loved by an entire country. He's not going to like be playing with guys that he came through the system with. And Atkins knows and that you might not be able to get a young shortstop that could hit like Boba Shek could hit. So they're kind of just sticking with each other. And I and you know how dumb it's going to look on both the mediators like, no, nah, dude, you're getting five mil. Yeah, I don't know what what did they what happened last year with it? I don't remember. Um, I think it was somewhere in the middle, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. No, it'll be, it'll be tough again. Like I can see Bo Bichette wearing a Dodger uniform. I can't see Vladdy wearing a Dodger uniform. You know, it's just like, how much does he really care about playing for a whole country when he's not from here? Yeah. Born in Montreal. Right. His dad did the same thing playing for one of the two teams. Vladdy's going to be what this isn't. Vladdy's going to be a blue Jay for life. Has to be. He he will never wear another Jersey. That's just maybe Albert Pujols ask like legend for forever. And then, start to wind down and get them for sure. But one thing that got lost in the shuffle and I, we could talk about Boba this arbitration with Boba this, there is two war crimes that took place during arbitration. And let me give you this Calvin Biggio getting $2.8 million in our don't send his agent. Or did they, his se- agent did they settle on that or did yeah, they, they settled on 2.8. Okay. So, he didn't so he's go getting like $200,000 less or more than Dalton Varsho, which is wild. Look at how both their careers <laughs> and Trent Thornton getting a million dollars. Like who What? both those agents, like that is the real war crimes of arbitration. And we could talk about both for years and all this stuff, like whatever. Calvin Biggio getting 2.8 million in our, when he is, the 17th bat on the Toronto Blue Jays is fucking wild. That is the war crime. Uh, yeah, that's very funny. Um, I, the tears of how they get their money it, it is very funny when you look at, if you look at it dollars per war, maybe Kevin Biggio might be like the worst player in baseball <laughs> based on how valuable he is to the team. Um, and then Varsho might be the best contract in all of baseball based on uh, how much he's getting. But I, again, like the arbitration stuff kind of, I don't know it that well. I want to be able to get in there. Like same with the international, like bonus pool, all that type of stuff. There's a lot, there's so much baseball shit that you can just. And it's not like that in any other sport either. You can just just, get lost in it, man. That's true. And like, like, it's not, it's not like that in any other sport really, where there's like international bonus money, international pool money. You could trade it. You could give international 
money during a trade. I don't know how it works, but there is baseball is a very fucking weird sport. But one thing that I want to talk about also is um that fucking moron Brennan Delaney, whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> Blue Jays clown. Uh he's a coward who runs away. And I want to talk I about I think this. you're being mean to him. How was I being mean to him? It's just it's just how you are, and he's just like didn't but what what was I saying to be mean? Because me and Lewis, who had the same opinion, hopped on a call, like we hopped on a live or a spaces and talked it out. And like I wasn't attacking him, he wasn't attacking me. It was like a civil conversation. I don't know why this moron was like just like refusing to talk to us. Yeah, maybe he's not a talker. You did I did see the DM where you just said join this live <laughs> just nothing else. <laughs> I watched tweet on multiple times and he's like, I love going on podcasts. I'll, I'll relax. All right, buddy. Like let's let's relax here who you think you are. But I want to talk about that. So obviously Lewis, who's our guy, he uh he came up, he said that Mitch White was struggling with uh maybe maybe he was struggling with moving and stuff like that. He's a 28 year old man. Um coming to a new team and stuff like that. So we kind of talked it out and he kind of talked him. He kind of talked himself out of that take with Mitch white, uh, getting his toes wet and like not being comfortable moving to a different country. Um, where do you stand on from a neutral side? Cause you obviously don't like, maybe you don't agree with me. Maybe you don't agree with the Brennan and all that stuff argument, but using that as an excuse for a pitcher who can't compete in major league baseball is a wild take. Like that's like maybe like the sixth or seventh thing that you would bring up maybe the fact that he can't locate a pitch or he walks a hundred dudes like yeah that he can't is get any argument. swing and miss stuff yeah so for me it we did this song and dance a couple of years ago the covid year with ryu when he just had a kid and he hadn't seen his family for what like a year that's a fair argument yeah exactly it's like you're on the other side of the world that's a little bit different from mitch white where i think someone said he had family in toronto and like you live in California, sure, it's a little bit different. You get thrown into the middle of all that stuff. But like, if you have good stuff, you're going to get people to swing and miss. You're going to get out. I mean, maybe it's all, like he wasn't great with the Dodgers, like wasn't outstanding to come here. It was a shock. Like they were fine to give him up for Dodgers that are top tier organization. They know what they have with pitching and they were just fine to give him up. Right. There was a reason they got rid of him. For me, I don't really think. Yeah, I don't like I don't want to make excuses for guys, but then someone came after you, he's like, you don't care about mental health. I was like, what? Like, what? like that's another one. Yeah. Like, I wasn't in no shape or form. I'm talking about the mental health. I'm just saying, like, let's talk like in this. The, the people that are saying that, like with um, Mitch White, he oh, he couldn't deal with like the all the like. The, the pressure and his family and moving to Toronto, stuff like that. Those are the same people that'll talk shit on Jose Barrios, who was going through real life family shit last year with that, like hurricane or whatever happened back in his hometown and had to like actual help actually help his family and deal with that. Like you can't pick one or another here, like talk shit about Jose Barrios, but the, a guy who is perfectly healthy he has, I'm assuming, a pretty good family life. I'm assuming he's a good guy. I've heard nothing but good things from his teammates about him. Using that as like the main excuse of why a dude couldn't pitch well, what like what are we doing here? Yeah, it's not for me, it was never like what I did obviously ne never played major league baseball. Like if mentally you were in a good spot, like sure, you'd walk a couple guys, but like your stuff doesn't really change. You don't drop velo because mentally you're not doing that well. Usually like, sure. There could be some cases. So 
the stuff was how that played out through the whole year kind of shows to me. I, I don't know what sat him on. I don't think it really hurt him that bad, but again, you never know what's going on. I understand on. it too. What I mentioned to, Lu- to Lewis was I understand it. If it's the first couple appearances, right? Like obviously like fuck he's struggling the first couple appearances. Maybe he's like not comfortable in Toronto yet. He's still trying to move his family and stuff like that. Okay. That's fine. I understand the first couple appearances. This dude was asked the entire time he was with the Jays like terrible. And I know Maybe there was bad luck there with the fucking defense or whatever. We'll see. But I'll tell you what. Next year, this fucking Mitch White better fucking perform or I'm coming for that Brennan guy. And I'm not going to come for Lewis. He's our guy. But Brennan will be getting it. I'll say, you think he's still adjusting? Or what's the deal here with Mitch White? <laughs> like, that. that's what we have to say. Because, first of all, his family being in Cali, like, what is it, like a four-hour flight? Like, we're talking like his family had to travel across the the, the the world to come see him and stuff. Like, like he could still call, like, I'm not bashing mental health, obviously. I'm bashing the fact that using that as your main excuse when there is people in the world that literally have to, like, move their entire fucking family and their kids and shit like that. To the Cuban schools. guys have to defect from their country to be there. Yeah, the Cuban guy, yeah, literally have to fucking swim in, like, disgusting, polluted oceans and shit like that to go to the u.s to play baseball and we're giving a crutch to a guy that had to fly oh probably fly first class from california to play baseball in toronto and you would think that and you would think you'd get less pressure going from la to toronto would you not yes and you would think and the fans are way more lenient (laughs) like they're way more forgiving than dodgers fan dodgers fans the consensus of every guy that i know that plays in the show they are the worst type of people on planet Earth, the Dodger fans. Well, Yankee fans are got to be. Oh, worse. yeah. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Yeah, but it just, it, it was a wild take. So I thought I'd, I mean, I'd, he can improve. What we're saying about Mitch White is he can improve. Like that, I think Brennan's main thing to you was there's signs of the makings of a solid major league pitcher. And I hope there is. And I never bashed the stuff that Mitch White has. I'm just saying, don't blame the, don't make the crutch and the excuse. The fucking guy not being able to be comfortable with finding an apartment. That was the excuse he made. He had to find an apartment. (laughs) It's like, what are we doing here? They have to find an apartment every single time they get called up from minor leagues and go to level to level. And I'm sure I'm sure the Blue Jays have someone who does that for them. Yeah, they have travel advisors. Like when Bryson made it, got called up to the Phillies, he immediately had like an apartment and he had like a travel advisor schedule all the flights for his family to come here. They do nothing. The players like it's just it, it's a terrible argument it's fucking dumb and in my opinion it was just it just didn't make any sense and i had to talk about it because it just it didn't it, it, it made me sick to even hear about it. like especially i wasn't bashing mental health and like that guy bringing that up was wild but we won't go into that but i wanted to um go back to the boba shet stuff so how does that work now like is next year his last year on his contract i have no idea i can look at sport rack here um no, he's got you get like three years of ARB, don't oh, you? Yeah, he, you do. You do. He was pre-ARB last year. Yeah. So okay. look at oh, I don't know why that didn't come up. He's eligible for free agency in 2026. Okay. This is gonna be, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that's gonna be miserable. If they have to do this every year until 2026, and that was this, my thing. This right. dude is gonna hate his life. Hate his life. Like we're only in the year 2023 and we're blessed and lucky to be able to have Boba Shed and Vladdy on like rookie deals or arbitration deals until 2026. That saves a lot of money, I guess, for the team. But this guy, they're going to have to go through this next year, 2024, 2025, and then go into contract discussions 
as a free agent in 2026. I mean, this dude is gonna hate the front office. Hate. Yeah, he's uh he's gonna be pretty young for a free agent as well. 28 going yeah. into his free agent year. I guess most of them were 29 this offseason. So it's bad. It's not going to end well. There's no way it ends well with Bo. I don't think. Well, well he's he, also right. They're gonna. Is he a Boris guy as well? No. CAA Sports. Who? That's uh like that's the company that like a lot of the guys are with. There's a lot of CAA guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's Boris Tiger Corp Woods. Is... That's Tiger Woods's company. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's Tiger Woods's company. I'm almost positive. Yeah, it has Otani. Uh, Musgrove, I think, is in this as well. Oh, no, I don't know if Musgrove's in this. He used to be in it. But, yeah, Otani, Hunter Green, Alcantara, all these guys, like Real Muto. So, yeah, they're uh, it's a big agency, obviously, but I couldn't imagine Bo Bichette's agent is getting his fucking money's worth having to talk to these guys, like deal with the Jays every offseason, not to go to like a, uh, what is it, a mediator? It's nightmare fuel. Yeah, do you know or any of your pals go through that yet? Um. I know, uh, I've obviously, I mean, I've definitely had a player. I don't remember how that, I know, uh, what's it called? Winker might've went through and he talked about on the podcast where you're just getting fucking belittled by the GMs of your team. A lot of the players won't, uh, actually attend that because because they'll just be like, fuck you. (laughs) Like they'll just hate their fucking management and shit like that. But um, yeah, I know it's uh, it's a lot of belittling that takes place there. But the craziest one is is like uh, is the Max Freed with the Braves. They're like two million apart as well, and they're with the same agency. They're both with CAA. Really? Yeah. So maybe they just like to get, they like arguments. I guess I'm not sure. But yeah, they're um, trying to get their guys paid, which I mean, as a player, you got to be pretty happy with that. But on the management side, you can't can't be enjoying it. Yeah. We'll see where it happens. I think, I hope I'm wrong with this, but I, I think Boba Shep might be. And the Jays making, trying to make a splash with uh, Bogarts. Xander. They were in on Bogarts as well, which is news as well. Like, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a weird next couple years here. Uh, with I don't think we give Bo the love he deserves, though. No, I, no, we definitely don't. And we've pumped his tire. We like the month of September, we went crazy with Bo and stuff like that. We love Bo. Um, but he I did. mean, we we kind of dogged on him when he was shit, like well, as well. Yeah, which he right, should do rightfully so. I mean, yeah, rightfully so. But by the way, we got to talk about that Chris Black Ricky Tiedemann thread. Holy fuck, Ricky Tiedemann's gonna be a freak, <laughs> right? Well, uh, we got to talk about the Yusei Kikuchi thread. Yeah, I'm all in on Kikuchi. <laughs> I, I if I couldn't be more in on you, I I mean that, that was thread. my thing too with the the argument with those guys was sure Mitch White can be good. He he's probably like a four A pitcher right now. Like he's, yeah, probably yeah. Be- he's probably better than AAA, but he's just not a great big league pitcher. But then you have you say Kikuchi, who has all the makings, all like the actual swing and miss stuff that you can project forward. Be like, hey, that's the guy we want as our fifth guy instead of someone who's never really done it before. And that that was kind of where I was coming from. Yeah. On that. Yeah. No, that's a great point. I. I, I I don't know. We'll see how we'll see. I mean, they're gonna. It's gonna be a dogfight. Like, you don't realize until you start really following a team how important spring training is. Like, if Kikuchi carves in spring training, he's easily the number five guy. If Mitch White carves during spring training and opens a lot of eyes, he's gonna be the number five guy. Like, it's crazy how important spring training is. You don't really think about it as a fan. 
But when you cover the team, it's like, wow, you say Coochie every single time he touches that mound, he's really pitching for something here. Yeah, I mean, if he can show that he can locate pitches uh, to start spring training, there's he he has the upper hand for sure. Yeah, and we got to talk about the Brandon Belt signing. Uh, you want to talk about a locker room guy. I mean, the videos that have been released of Brandon Belt just entering with the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Is that Did I say that name right? Yeah, no, definitely okay, right. Well, I was going to say Caribbean. That would have been scary. Um, yeah, I know he's entering with that. He was called the captain for Christ's sakes on the Giants. Maybe the better captain than Derek Jeter. I'm all in on Brandon Bell. I am. All, I think he said his leg feels the best it's felt or two or three years, which is when he was hitting like 29 home runs and at like 270. If Brandon Belt could just steal a DH spot, holy fuck, this team's going to be a wagon. Yeah, that's what they said that um, they told me he's going to play a ton. And I feel like they've told that to everyone they brought in, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like they said that to Kiermaier too, right? And I was like, oh, where is he going to play? And yeah. Like, yeah, they told me I'm going to start all the time. So that's what they're going to do with him. But though he's a seems like a good guy, to me, I'm a little, it's odd to me why the Giants would get rid of him or not pony up to pay i don't him. think they would want like that's a lot of money the jays are giving it's not our money i don't give a fuck get paid yeah belt. but i mean i don't know off the top of my head i can't name like the just the next replacement for him on the giants like they they could have used his bat again 100 i mean man you're looking at these stats here if he said he could get back to where he was in 21 and 22 obviously a little bit different because in 20 or 21 and 20 and 20 he hit 309 with 30 nukes yeah and he was like, sick at the start of 21 and he was sick right and then he got injured and kind of stuff like that but he did say like he is fully healthy now like this is the best he's felt which fires me the fuck up because he, he's gonna be like a seven hole hitter just absolutely raking this team this lineup is going to be absolutely fucked and the only weak point of it is kevin kiermaier in the nine hole that's literally like but he, he's a guy that can kind of be a, a hard at bat as well. So, fuck, man, this was a really good signing. And I, I know we bashed Ross Atkins. And maybe I didn't, like, let him cook a little bit um, earlier in the offseason. But, man, these moves he's made has been really impressive in filling holes on teams like that lefty bat the Jays needed off the bench. And a potential starter, obviously, now it's lefties to line up, man. Brandon Belt, if he could be that guy, holy fuck, is Ross Atkins going to look like a genius. Let's also think about, I never want to throw this on someone and might be dumb to say, but if Vlad gets hurt, you have a very, very capable replacement for a long time. And before that, you didn't. Before yeah. you signed Brandon Belt, you really didn't. Kevin yeah, Biggio, Kevin play Biggio playing first yeah. base. Yeah. So it, it, it's an awesome signing. I just, um, Brandon Belt is like, that would be one of the last guys. If you would have told me like five years ago, it'd be a Blue Jay. I'd be like, yeah, no fucking chance. Is Brandon he the Belt's only there. guy on the team who's won a ring? Yes. So, I mean, I'm fine. Again, it seems like. Oh, sorry, I, Springer, Springer. Sorry, I, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, Springer. That was dumb of me as well. Um, but again, I hated the thought of people saying the offseason, the locker room getting more serious. Maybe it's not more serious, but you got another guy who's done it before. When it comes down to it, like say the wild card, you're giving up eight runs or whatever when you're up. It's like a guy you can talk to, sell you down. He's been there before. A multiple World Series champ. Like, I love this signing. I really do. And and think about this, man. Like, who's another guy that the Jays took a quote-unquote chance on, signed him to a one-year deal after a struggling season? Marcus Simeon. Obviously, different ages, maybe. Like, a little bit different ages. But fuck, man. If, like, 
the Jays have taken a lot of chances on these like one year hitters, especially with the Marcus Simeon situation where it's like, this guy was a massive, massive part of the team. And Brandon Belt, if you look at a lot of his home runs, these balls are launched into the upper deck at Rogers Center. Because <laughs> um, Oracle Park is a graveyard. Like yep. that's, yeah, that's what a lot of people say. Like, and, it, get, Park, and it gets yeah. cold off the water there. Like, yeah. you, you see people in California wearing sweaters and like coats to games in the middle of July. So maybe the ball doesn't fly there as well. I'm in, I, I like the sign. I love the off season. We're, we're one piece away from this being a complete team. And it's what Robbie Grossman, Adam Duvall. Yeah. Picker, picker, choose one of them. Don't know why it's taken so long, but me neither. I mean, maybe some contract stuff. But. AJ Pollock would have been nice though. I, yeah. AJ Pollock would have been nice. Um, AJ. Yeah. But Robbie Grossman, obviously that'll be, that'll be a, I, I like Robbie Grossman. I think he's a pretty competent outfielder. He's a good if he knows his role as the fourth outfielder. Fuck it. Like, yeah, I just don't think anyone wants like those guys don't want to commit to that. Adam Duvall socked like forty dingers two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's gonna hit two ten, but he's got yeah. power and I think he's a decent glove. I think but, Ross Atkins just does the classic lies where he's like, "You're gonna play every day." That's <laughs> what he's tell, been doing. They just tell it to every. It's like that's what you, he's been seriously doing with every guy. It's like Kevin Kiermaier was like, "Oh yeah, I'm playing every day," and then you got. But I do think Brandon I was playing career mode in FIFA, and like when you're the manager, you just you have to carve out a role for the player before you sign them. I and do every time think, I would just be like starter, like very vital player, and then just <laughs> sit him on I my do bench. Think, I do think Brandon Belt's gonna play a lot and save the knees of Kirk and Jano, like. Jano obviously got get, got injured a pretty decent amount and stuff like that. And Kirk, obviously, you showed second half of the season where he slowed down. Brandon Belt is going to get a lot of at-bats. Like, let's not fuck around. Let's not fool around here. Let's not lie to ourselves. He's going to get a lot of at-bats. No, and it, and it's a guy you want getting at-bats. Like, if he's healthy, he makes his team better. He's the left-handed bat. I'm, I'm happy with Ross. And then another person they're talking about right now getting is Alex Reyes. I think he's down to three teams. So this offseason did – sorry, the front office did a couple things we want in the offseason. Get guys who throw fucking fuzz and then figure out the bats, get more left-handed and uh, a little more versatile, and I think that's what the team's done. 100%. So I'm, I'm, ha- I'm excited. It's going to be a different brand of Blue Jays baseball. We've lost some home runs. We're going to score runs a different way, and that's how the game's going with all the rule changes as well, right? The no shift, uh, stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. We need baseball to hurry the fuck up. Yeah, we're close, man. I, I like I said, I'm not gonna say how <laughs> we ne- many. Days. We never know how to do that. I never know how many days um we are, but I know we are close. And speaking about this, I quite literally almost died last night. I got to go into this story. Um, so I so I, I was in Vegas, obviously for my buddy's cross uh, bachelor party, and um, the flight did, was. Did delayed. you come out with money or no? Yeah, I came back with like a thousand American. Um hit a lick but uh so uh, i uh, 73 days till i'm gonna be opening day book it this is fully actually counted okay so that's 10 more of uh, gate 14 episodes but um so anyways i, the, I get to the airport at like um uh, i want to say three and my flight is supposed to be at like 5 15 so i'm like all right two hours early whatever that's sick usually swoop will send you an email when your flight's delayed i never got an email so i show up to the gate at like four just to kind of sit down and chill after you were bragging on the way down there how early you were yes and there is no one at this and it says like 7 15 delayed i'm looking at my phone like oh my fucking god like this is delayed two hours so anyways i'm there and obviously the flight from vegas to toronto is like about four hours or hamilton sorry it's about four hours 
So for the listeners of the show that know me, they know my car has no heat and no AC. <laughs> so I arrive back. Uh, my flight lands at about 2.40. You have to go through customs, obviously. Then you have to f- get your bag. So I had to wait through all that. So it's about 3 a.m. I pay my parking ticket. I go to my car. And first of all, I didn't think my car was going to start. because It's been in the cold in like three days. And I was like, this is nightmare fuel. Yeah. So I didn't think my car was going to start. I start the car. Luckily, it starts. And then I'm scraping off the windows. I'm like, all right, that's fairly kind of, I can kind of fairly see um, th- through the window because there's no heat. I couldn't see shit. So <laughs> I, I am, and I, and the worst part about it is I couldn't roll down my windows because they were frozen. So if I wanted to poke my head out to like get like a clear view of where I was going, I couldn't do that. So if you know the Hamilton Airport, you know how to exit it, there's like little, medians between all like where you have to exit like where the parking is where you have to put your ticket in i almost didn't see this median and just went straight into one and i and i was like i saw it last second so anyways i pull over when i get out of the parking and i scrape the front windows it does fuck all so i go to leave and i'm making a left turn to go into like the left lane or to the right lane obviously and to like just i just have to go straight from there so i'm like if i get through here i am smooth sailing till i get to till i get to the house so um, I make the, I go to make the left and I can't see fucking shit. Cause there's lights everywhere. And it's like beaming onto like my frosted window. So I'm literally like blind and I'm like, am I going to hit this median here in the center of the road? So I go wide as fuck. And I just drive my car into like a curb full of like snow. And I just fucking rip it left and go right back in the lane. Like nothing happened. I didn't even care to look at how my car looked at the front. I was like, just get me the fuck home. So every single stop sign or every single light, I was just scraping my front windows until like my body heat would like dissolve onto it or get onto it. So I could just like wipe it with my hand and see. So moral of the story is like, I almost died because I literally just had no idea what was going on. And I was just like, please just get me home. Please just get me. How full was that flight? from it wasn't i mean it was pretty fucking full really yeah did, it was pretty full. did people see you go into the snowbank yes there was a cab behind me that saw it and i was like and then he kept and then he like kept following behind me like not too close because he was like this guy's a wild card like i don't know what the fuck this guy's gonna he do. definitely thought you were fucked up yeah that and then like when he so him and i almost went to like the same street where i was staying but it was fucking wild dude it was wild but yeah, I'm at Vegas, man. Have you ever been to Vegas? No, I've never been. What the fuck, man? I got some pals that are living there, but never been. You know how cheap a flight is to Vegas on Swoop? It's like $300. Round That's trip. That's round trip. Yeah. You got to get down there, man. I'm telling you, bro. You got to get down there. It's, it is. How did you feel like you had to leave at by the end of it? That's what everyone said. No. <laughs> okay. No. Most people- I wasn't. See, this is the difference. I wasn't staying. I'm not staying on the strip when I'm down there. Okay. You're staying at Bryson's place? Yeah, no, like we rented Airbnb for that. Or oh. like I've never stayed on the strip when I go to Vegas. So I'm not like seeing these fucked up people at like 3 a.m. Like just strolling through and stuff like that. But I, I will love give you, watching those type of people though. I do too. I do too. And I'm one, one day I do want to go down. I'm going back to Vegas in three weeks for the actual wedding. Um, but I do, I'm going to be there for Super Bowl Sunday, which I don't think I'm prepared for. That's going to be fucking crazy. But, um, I will say this. I do want to experience Vegas as a tourist because I've never had to, I've always stayed at my buddies or whatever, or Bryson's or stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I do want to experience that. And I will give you a tip for the, I know a lot of our listeners are maybe in like the, 
late teenage age, early 20s that are getting close to those Vegas age. If anyone on the strip asks you, do you want me to take you to the strip club in a limo or like like or it's like a limo driver? Do not go in. They will take you to a back alley and beat the fucking brakes off you and just steal all your shit. (laughs) So never take what people are doing in Vegas as like that happened to you no 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 it's just like that's what my my buddies who are locals told me like they're okay. like yeah they're like just never go into these like things the people asking you to go to places and stuff because it's well I got, I got a good chris roach story from you about Let's the strip club this weekend what happened let's hear the chris roach story okay so i wasn't there i had i left the bar we were in london this weekend um i hear so they they got back to their room we were in this hockey tournament chris roach apparently goes to the strip club at two 2 a.m. like kicked out of the bar and he's he, <laughs> the, the bouncer the bouncer says like we're closed we can't get in okay and chris goes what if i pay you 50 bucks and the guy was like sure like sure i'll take the 50 bucks 50 bucks he lets them in they go inside the strip club and then they immediately get kicked out by people in the strip club because it's closed <laughs> right like <laughs> He, he gave him 50 bucks to get let into the strip. He gave club. him 50 bucks to walk three steps. Pretty much is what I think happened. Like maybe we'll have to get uh, Chris on the show to tell the story. But so then he now he starts fighting the bouncer to get his money back. Oh, like, my God. He's like, come on, man. What are you doing? Like, give me some money. He, so then he starts negotiating $20 back. Apparently he had one of the strippers on his side like trying to get the money back as well. <laughs> That's what he told me when he, when he got back was that they were on his side. So he was like, yeah, 20 bucks back. And she's like, yeah, just give him 20 bucks back. And then apparently he slipped in there. like 30 bucks back. And the bouncer's like, what? You just want $30 now? So Chris Roach got his $20 back. He paid $30 to be inside the strip club for five minutes. That guy is... <laughs> is something else he is something we, else we also went we also were at the bar and uh we were lucky because the bartender we spent so much money the night before uh on friday night that the bartender like got jer's uh ig and dm'd him and said hey if you guys want to come back like, i'll get you guys in and we just bought shit ton of, we were there for maybe an hour Did and you a get half recognized that you didn't get recognized probably right it was, it yeah, was I, uh, I from work stuff not from gate 14 no uh master gators out in london area. no no i'm sure there's a bunch but then chris just put we, we ran up a thousand dollar bill with like an app in, in within an hour and chris just paid it all on his credit card and he everyone, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with that guy <laughs> He just had no issue. Chris Roach, I, I wish the Master Gate, I wish I, maybe when we do like a group outing or something like that at a Jays game, maybe we'll rent out a restaurant or a bar before the game and stuff like that. And Chris will come out and I just think feed him a, a bottle favorite. of Whitney. That's the only way you get Chris Roach is a very quiet person until you start getting him fucked up. Maybe one of the quietest dudes ever. Yeah. That, like the listeners will understand, but I want to talk about this because I promised uh, Moro I would talk about this. Um, so our good friend Connor Morrow, you know him obviously as well. Yep. Um, he does this online like strength and conditioning program that he works with like MLBers, like the Nailers. He works with like all these guys. He works with Tejon Buchanan on Team Canada. I just told him, I, I told him I'd, I'd give him a shout out for our listeners. I know a lot of our listeners are obviously up and coming baseball players or up and coming athletes and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe if if you have any fucking integrity, you'll follow True North SP. And you could just, I don't know, just follow him, hit him up, look at some of the stuff, maybe get a little bit of a, of a run through with uh, 
moral, but he is a fucking genius with this shit. He's like, a brick he, shit house too. He, he's also massive. He studies this shit like it's a god. I mean, obviously it's his job, so I'm assuming that's why he's good with it. But he's one of the head, the higher ups on Ontario Blue Jays. So if you guys are young, young baseball players or young athletes and listening to this shit and want to get ahead of it, man, follow True North SP on Instagram. So and then his brother. I don't know how him and Tosh are related. They're they're half they're half, like uh they have the same mom. Okay, or, yeah, I knew yeah. they I knew they were related, but and his brother just took a it's job. The as, Diamondbacks. Everything's coming up for the Moro family. Yeah, everything's know, coming up. He was one of my favorite coaches I've ever played. Just an yeah. awesome guy. He's no a legend. One better. He's a legend. I fucking love Tosh. So but, uh, so our NL our NL team is now the Diamondbacks. Only their minor league teams though. Yeah, not yeah. I'm not rooting for Lourdes. but uh <laughs> yeah. I so I want. One thing that's so funny is, and I talk, I made a tweet about this the other day. Um, every once in a while, when I'm bored, like I'll just look on like random Instagrams on my explore page, and the picture that keeps popping up to me is the Bradley Zimmer engagement picture. And this is probably the last time we'll talk about him, but I just find it so fucking funny how his engagement picture is just flooded with like 130 comments saying come on the gate 14 podcast and i have a challenge here for the gate 14 boys maybe me and you avery could back this up do this to alec manoa i want 150 comments on alec manoa's picture or should we do manoa or chris bath i think manoa would be more like no right? i have history with him i want 150 fucking i want to listen this podcast get a couple thousand get a couple thousand listens humble brag I want every fucking comment under that guy, every post he makes, go on the Gate 14 podcast. I want it to be impl- implemented into his fucking brain to come on this podcast. Understand? I want this dude on the podcast so bad. He is. Did you see? I, I saw Chris Black did another um, uh, thread uh, thread on him and stuff like that. So I, I why maybe you could back this up because you're a fucking genius. I would say that. <laughs> Why does every projection think Manoa is going to be asked this year? Oh, because his own his um uh, like stat cast numbers was like Babip wasn't great. Or sorry, it was so good. So there's some regression in that. Um didn't really limit hard contact, didn't have great swing and miss stuff, like all the strikeouts. So some and then those projections will just take that into a formula, keep it going. So I don't really look into it. Like you look at the steamer projection, bad X projections, how often they're right is not probably really, rare. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a coochie's going to be good though. So I will back that up on that. that, well, that that's the, the only one that's true. Where are you at with the Kikuchi jersey? Because like I said, hey, I mean, obviously, hopefully we have more Gate, gate 14 stuff out by that time. I don't know what the fuck JR is doing with this Gate 14, with this merch guy, with the website. Maybe you can figure it out. I'll text him about it. We were, we're talking gonna about be there hockey. for opening. Like we're gonna be there for opening day. Like that's confirmed. That's happening. I'm. Yeah, I, I'm giving up a trip to Nashville. To go. Avery's for listen here, people. Avery is giving up a trip to Nashville. Free to trip. Come, uh, a free trip to Nashville to come to opening day with me and me. May, uh, maybe we got to get a camera guy or someone we could trust. That, like, well, we have but- Landon will be there. Okay, but I, like, okay, the drive up. I guess we could do that. Is Landon gonna be okay with being the fucking camera guy though? Maybe I'll buy his tickets. And he'll be like, he'll have to be designated camera guy and just get maybe, our reactions. Maybe Jano can get us tickets while we're there. We'll see. I've never asked Jano for tickets. I never will. I only asked the opposing players for the Jays because those <laughs> seats are fucking fire. Um, but yeah, no, I, we're going to be there for opening day, man. I'm, it's 72 days. Like, that's not a lot of days. Till, it's going to be freezing cold in St. Louis still. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fucking nightmare. It's going to be very cold. By the way, we forgot to talk about this. We got to talk about, speaking of freezing fucking cold, 
Blue Jays were in BC, <laughs> and a picture emerges of uh, the Toronto Blue Jays closer, Joel Romano, has his septum pierced. And you know the fucking old white dudes that hate, that yell at clouds all day and call people social butter or social activists on Twitter. They hated it, obviously. A lot of the the old, uh, maybe from no offense, Barry, Ontario, Peterborough region, uh, people hated it. But uh, I'm in on it. Uh, your closer has to be a little weird for him to be good. Like Mariano Rivera is pretty much a Fox News analyst. He's the weirdest motherfucker there is on the planet. You need your closing pitchers to be, they're like goalies. The weirder they are, the better they are. And I think Joe Romano, who has a septum piercing, which is so fucking random, by the way, like I, I, whatever. Um, I'm all in on it. I'm all in on the Jordan Romano nose piercing. I, I think I maybe probably wouldn't want to see it on the field. No, definitely not on the field. <laughs> I think it's cool off the field, though. It's well, kind of electric. It, it seems very like him, and I, I got no problem with that show little little personality. It makes him seem a little crazier, to be honest. Like maybe, maybe it if- is intimidating, though. Like if an opposing player sees a uh, – first of all, He's uh, a Lewis or sorry, not Lewis Spencer. Who's so fucking funny on Twitter. Did a, uh, his, he did when he does the Barry stuff, like the convoy <laughs> shit last year. Like, so funny every time. Yeah, it is so fucking Spencer's the best, but, um, he posted like the 500 levels when Jordan Romano walks out to like some weird rock song, just a mosh pit. Like <laughs> I think Romano is going to go full on. Like, I don't know. I think he's done with the EDM shit. He's going to go full on psychopath, like Mariano Rivera enter Sandman ask crazy shit next year. And it's going to be psycho, but Romano and Romano the light show would be nuts for a nice little uh, punk rock song. Yeah. hundred percent. And Romano, like everything was coming up Jordan Romano this week. Cause another picture emerged. I tweeted from gate 14. He's just packing grizzly fucking wintergreen, just sitting at the table at a local Denny's in BC. I mean, this dude, everything's coming up Romano right now. You just love to see it. Didn't they ban flavor dip here? Yeah. Not in, in Ontario. They did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so think maybe, I think maybe it's, it's a nice there. little treat for him, a little dessert out there. Yeah, a nice little dessert. I fucking love Jordan Romano. Just an electric. He's just he's electric. The the list that had Jordan Romano is like the 40th best reliever in baseball. With Chris Martin ahead of him. <laughs> MLB nerds, by the way, is the biggest fucking moron. Well, on the I internet. think they do that. Be, they're they're in the clicks business. Okay. You think that? Yeah. Because that list was wild. They have like, to be in the clicks. Some of the stuff is like you can't even make up like you can be a normal level-headed person and some of the takes they come up with are just <laughs> nuts and this is one thing about you being like just like you're a pure guy and maybe you're not as dialed in on, on like the blue jays internet as i am like just like i keep my nose to it one guy who's not in the clicks business who's just a fucking moron is blue jays dad <laughs> i I'm, and that guy you didn't know who that was i remember yeah, i, I did you- know who it was Oh, you did. I've seen all his like. I okay, see maybe it, it was up. Jr. Because I remember I, I mentioned in our group chat, you're like I, someone was like, I have no idea who that is. Okay, maybe it was you, but uh, or maybe it was Jr. Of course, but it was Jr. Man, the people, the continued comments that the Jays don't have a good bullpen guy or a guy with swing and miss stuff, like Eric to, Swanson. We just had to let a guy go who throws a hundred and two because we were picking other people up. Like, just watch Eric Swanson video. Like, please, just just shut up and watch Eric Swanson pitch. Let Watch him cook. I think Eric Swanson is going to be good. A lot of pressure on him, obviously. If he doesn't do good, that tail well, I don't know if there's that much pressure on him, to be honest. Like, what role do you think he's going to carve out? Because I can like see him being sixth, our seventh inning guy. Sixth or snow, but 
Garcia or Bass Garcia Romano, right? Yeah, that's fucking sick. That is a good backup. <laughs> yeah, that's you're really on the good. Same, I tweeted it. Those are the Jays have three guys, have three guys now with sub two five ERAs in their bullpen. So the people that are talking like, oh my God, the Jays, this, Jays, that, like, because he said they didn't have a better three man than Cecil, whoever, Osuna, and someone else in those seasons. Yeah. And then you look at ERA plus from all of like those three guys you said. It's all better than all those other guys. So he was just unfortunate. It's just a guy wow. that has no business, like no idea what he's talking about. And he just gets roasted the most on people, Twitter. People who can't put their names out there and have to like go by aliases. Yeah. Not great to me. But Except Spencer. I yeah. Shout out Spencer. Well, some of the shit he says is like nuts. So <laughs> it's probably better for him. <laughs> so what are you thinking? I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Um I mean, the renovations look close to being done at the Rodgers. And like, they keep posting and stuff like that. I think it's going to be fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, I can't wait to get buckled there one time. Like, Oh, it's going to be. Maybe I, they should incorporate some shade for the summer, too, because it gets disgustingly hot. Do you remember dude. that game? I think you and I were at the Reds Canada Day game. That was the hottest game on the planet. Is I that just when remember- we, we saw Sarah at the field? Yeah. 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 That was ridiculous. Like, the only thing about the Rotter Center, it's literally like we always talk about. It's literally a slab of concrete. So when you're sitting in the 100 levels when it's really sunny out, I remember I went to a Jays-Royals game last year, and I just watched it standing up, like, behind the railing. I was like, I'm not going anywhere near that sun down there. Like, I was Howie from the fucking bench warmers. I'm not going anywhere near that motherfucker. But, yeah, I don't know. I... It, it, it's going to be sick, man. I, I will be sitting there a lot next year, I think. Or just like just chilling on that patio. Yeah, maybe game. they have like um, just anyone can get in like general. I don't think tickets. so, though. Right. I think it has to be like what they did with Cleveland, where you have to specifically get those tickets, like the standing room ones. Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they, they make it like the uh, the flight deck where you can just go. It'll yeah, be interesting no matter what. It's not. It's better renovations. A lot of parks are doing it to just have. You know, it's not always great to sit down the whole time if they're those uncomfortable seats, which they've hopefully changed. But I'm I'm excited to see it. Something it's different. It's been the same Rogers Center forever, right? Just yeah, pretty boring. What are your thoughts? So I also I made that TikTok today about the black jerseys. You all in on those black jerseys? Yeah, I used to like when I started playing OBJ. I used to wear them. Um, I think they're fire, man. Uh, the like the J logo on the hat I thought was fucking dust. It looked like it re- yeah, like it's Freedom Convoy hat. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really bad. <laughs> um, but I I always liked the jerseys. I the black one. It makes no sense for the Blue Jays to be black. So in that sense of the word, I think it's. But it would be a good like for example the Phillies, right? They always wear their throwbacks every home game on Thursday, like the blue throwbacks. Um, I guess I it's think- like the Sabers going back to the like the goat head logo right yeah no exactly exactly well, I, I like those years and the fuck i forget the guy on twitter who photoshopped bow as uh yes that might be card art sick looks so it looks sick. unbelievable vladdy would look so slim in those two. Oh yeah it's yeah yeah they, uh, our team the jays would look so much more yoked with those <laughs> it would look incredible but another thing if we're talk about the gate 14 bump is real. Danny Jansen, 3.5 mil in ARB. Is that good? Just a little payday for our guy. That was wild. I mean, deservingly so, but fuck, good for him, man. 3.5 million right after coming on the pod. Some are saying there's a correlation. I mean, yeah, we could we could take some of that probably. 
for sure. I got uh, 10%. But <laughs> yeah. th- this is one thing that also will we'll, we'll end it on our second last thing here is the top 10 lineup list was released by MLB.com and the Jays are at three and people are not people. Sorry. Yankee fans are having goddamn fits. Let me make this very fucking clear. Yankee fans. Did you guys get better pitching wise? One million percent. Carlos wrote wrote on to that rotation makes you guys a juggernaut. But the problem with the Yankees last year was the bottom of their order had Aaron Hicks, the human strikeout who pimps fly balls, Josh Donaldson. It, they were garbage. Did the Yankees get better lineup wise this offseason? No, no, they did not get any better lineup wise offseason. So Yankee fans that are still thinking they're entitled to be ranked in the top 10 for lineups. Shut the fuck up. The, the more did you replace? I mean, you have to still have Aaron Hicks potentially be in a lineup. Not every day, I guess, but still be in that lineup. The left side of your infield is IKF and Josh Donaldson, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. Those dudes are bums. Yeah, that so, shit sucks. Bro. Like the 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 hyping of the Yankees going into next season will never make sense to me. And I, I hope I don't get old takes exposed on this because I'm gonna clip this, put it on Twitter. The Yankees are going to be fucking terrible this year, offensive, offensively. Their pitching staff is going to what is what's going to hold them up. But the more you have IKF and JD on the left side of the infield, and potentially having to play Aaron Hicks, you guys are going to be fucking trash. And the Toronto Blue Jays lineup is a hundred million times better than the New York Yankees, and that's not even a fucking hot take. It's not even a hot take. No, you needed Aaron Judge to have a career year for the Yankees to have a solid line. And there's going to be some regression regression there. You'd think so. Who's so. going to pick those home runs up? You'd think so. They they don't give him candy-ass baseballs to just sock dingers with anymore because he's not going to go for the record. Great point. Yeah, no more uh, the juice balls. Yeah, but we'll see. But um, I'm pumped for it. JR might have been a year too early on his take that the Yankees yes. had a bad line. Maybe because we'll post- I, I'm not going to lie, I totally agreed with him at the time. And it was just guys having career years that was at the part was that was at the point of the year when they intentionally walked miggy remember yeah, that that was with so the three, with the three thousandth hit yeah, but they were getting mad when judge was outside walked, when that was happening when they were mad about judge getting walked <laughs> yeah I, I mean i hate the yankees dude they're fucking bozos oh god me too but whatever yeah so anyways man i know a lot of people um were expecting an episode today obviously i was in the middle of hell um in the sonata hopefully my new car gets here soon so i don't have to fucking deal with this shit anymore but um as always man love you guys uh hopefully next time we talk to you the jays have a fourth outfielder i'm going to keep saying hopefully next time we talk to you stuff because they got us brandon belt so hopefully next time we talk to you the jays have a fourth outfielder or ross did something but um love you guys gate 14 to the moon man the numbers that our episode, I guess we could talk about this. The amount of downloads and views our episodes have been getting in the off season is still, it, it still is mind boggling. It's crazy. I can't wait to see what you guys like the support that we have in the season and stuff like that, man. And the content's going to be great too. We're going to be vlog. Like me and Avery have a lot of things planned out. Like I, I, I obviously have the ultimate goal of like when me and Avery go to Jay's games, we vlog it. Like we just have mics on us or whatever, like, and just uh, vlog like we did with the full game uniform and stuff like that. And like the Yankees game, it'll be electric, but we have a lot of plans coming up for this year. So stay tuned. And uh, 72 days till opening day, 72 days till opening day. Love you guys. Gate 14 to the fucking moon. And uh, let's have ourselves a week.